Yeah, well, uh, just thank you, Jen, for um, doing this because I really did feel the Lord say it's time to sharpen our swords, you know, time to sharpen our testimony. And um, yeah, being here today is kind of a miracle of his great grace because, um, you know, Dane and I, well, Dane's been sick for now almost nine weeks with some sort of something, and part of it is inflammation, so I'm going to have make sure he's watching and saw that prayer because I feel like that could really, I think that's for all of, all of us in our home too. But um, yeah, I was ta- messaging with Jen and yeah, first let me pray. So <laughs> Lord, I pray. Um, Father, thank you for this opportunity to share you and what you've been doing um, in my life and um, this year. And God, I just ask that you would put it all in order in a way that... Um, is pleasing to you in Jesus' name. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I thought up until just a couple days ago I was going to be too sick to come, but, you know, the Lord got me here, and I just want to thank him for that. Um, Yay. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so the the psalm, he gave me a couple psalms for today. Um, One of them is Psalm 37, which has been coming up a lot, I think, in some posts that I've seen Tom do. And... um, So just the first few verses, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Um, So when he gave me that, um, it was really, I was like, okay, Lord, you really do, are going to get me to today standing here talking because that really um, has been um, what the testimony is that he's given me um, these, these past few years and specifically this year. Um, you know, um, we all know we're in a time of judgment. He's been talking to us about that for a long time. Um, specifically for me in my family, judgment's been really, it's been really hard, um, but it's been really good. Um, so I feel like you know, we've had a lot of division in among our loved ones. And um, at the same time of having, you know, this division between family members, just extreme, extreme division. Um, I've also seen the Lord's goodness in releasing um, the spirit of Elijah in just turning the hearts of these children and parents to each other in the process. Um, the Lord is really freed me from a lot of my (laughs) self-righteousness, thinking that I'm right all the time. Um, He's also really um, just freed me from the need to think this lie that um, I feel like I had my whole life where everybody needs me, like I'm the one they need, when really it's the Lord. They need the Lord. And so that was like just a beautiful... um, thing that I see now looking back. Um, But it took until this year. It's been about five years of extreme division and warfare. Um, And a lot of it was the warfare just between, you know, I can look and see where the enemy has been a spiritual battle, but I also see where it's been just the struggle between my flesh and spirit. Um, And so just some of the miraculous things the Lord has done this year is um, just, it's this division that's come it's and the healing that's happened has really strengthened our marriage which is amazing because um yeah that's been 
it totally could have gone the other way without the Lord. But because of, you know, this promise that if we trust him and we trust his goodness and we delight in him, I just see so many places where, um, you know, it's so easy to just put up your dukes, but like, you know, just relying on the Lord and knowing, you know, that he is going, his way is the right way. Like we can defer to him and in deferring and putting down my, you know, rights, it's been just strengthened both of us. And I think Dane talked a little bit with me about what he would have said today. And that was kind of part of it too, is um, just trusting the Lord with our, our own emotions and our own, you know, our own need to be right, (laughs) our own need to, um, you know, have all the answers or be the one that everybody relies on. Um, It's been um, a lot of things that, um, you know, I I started out as this year. um, And before a lot of the the difficulties the Lord brought us through was, um, I found out I was a very angry person. I didn't know that. (laughs) Controlling and fearful. Okay, so those are some of the things he uncovered in my heart. And um, prideful and, I mentioned, self-righteous and self-defending. So I look back at, like, I think the last time I gave my testimony was maybe when we did the tent revival. And then I think I spoke, like, maybe even 2017, like, um, right, and gave it. And I look back now on that, and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> there's so much that was not uncovered yet. And I'm like, whoo. But it's good, because now I know, like, oh, he's so gentle and kind in uncovering it. And even, you know, in these really dark moments where it just felt like things were out of control you know his goodness was just right there and he was right there holding our hands through the whole thing so that's been really good one of my favorite um one of my favorite lines to remember that he's given me this year is a quote from somebody i can't remember who it was but i have learned to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages so that's that's really our testimony too is um you know and I will say like this year um, in our, because of the work the Lord's done in judge in the judgment he's revealed, like he's done in our hearts and we've had to really change the way we relate to our loved ones and really put down our, our words and really open up our ears and really hear the Lord. Um, we've really ended up having like the most beautiful Christmas with our loved ones. Like it's just the first year we've had peace in our home in a long time. So that was really good. And um, yeah, hallelujah. So the, um, that, was, that was huge. And um, also just seeing like, um, you know, some of the just so many little things when I look back and I, re- I remember, I'm like, oh, Lord, you were there. Like, um, you know, uh, I had a dream um, that moved me to show up for a loved one who needed help but couldn't ask help. Like that was, you know, one way where I, I saw the Lord moving prophetically in a dream. Um, another one that I didn't know about, and this was a couple years ago, but it came out this year and it was very sobering to me, but also like we just don't know what the Lord's doing. We just have to follow him. Is I found out that the, a loved one had made a suicide attempt. And the, what stopped them was I showed up and said, the Holy Spirit told me to check on you. And I didn't know that. And that happened like three years ago. And I found out this year, I was like, 
Lord. Like, <laughs> again, like, just so many things that we just couldn't even know, and he's just got us, you know? So, um, yeah. But um, another thing that I really feel like is important that he wants me to share is you know, the importance of holding on to the promises he's given us for our loved ones and ourselves and our church. Um, you know, during some of these, um, back in 2017, he just flooded me with like, I was really having a lot of prophetic visions back then, and um, it was awesome. <laughs> and he gave me words for my loved ones, just pictures and words and different um, just really beautiful things. And of course, um, in the flesh, I was like, oh, this is how it's going to look, you know? And then of course, you know, that wasn't it. But now I see it. Now I see it. And those are the promises I held on to through some really dark times. So um, I just owe him everything. And I just am so thankful for um, how he's led us through, like, some really tough trials, but that the trials were necessary, so necessary, in order to free me um, and all of us from from this darkness in our hearts, you know. And, um, and I know their answer of prayers, you know. These things had to happen. He knew exactly what needed to be done to get that out of my heart and to start me in that process. And I say this all, you know, too, he wanted me to say this is in process. Like, <laughs> this is just another testimony along the way of, you know, just as he continues to uncover and uncover more of what is in our hearts. And, um, and I just um, want to encourage you all who are dealing with your struggles, with yourselves, your own heart, with your loved ones, um, you know, God is faithful, and no matter how dark it looks, he is working, and, you know, just free, the freedom to give it all to him, you know, I'm, I will say that there's been several times this year he's highlighted to me, like, you're not following me in that, like, that is your flesh, like, you're really, really, that was not me, but you thought it was me, but you moved in haste, you didn't wait. And that that's caused its own fallout in some some extended family situations. But I trust him now. I don't have to feel like I have to go run and fix it. Like, I can just continue to speak to him and listen and let him work and not feel like I have to have control over it or get angry or fearful with people. Um, so he's definitely softening, softening up um, our hearts that way. And that's really good. Um, there's just so much freedom he has for us from all the ways we've been taught <laughs> that we need to live in this world. And so that's been really, really good. And, um, and the body of Jesus here has been a big part of all this. Like, I can't tell you how many times I tried to think of so many instances, but like, there's so many times where like, I've been just like at the end of like, Lord, what do I do? And like, someone will t like message me with a word or like, there was one specific instance when I was having to go um, take care of a loved one. I had had this dream that they were in trouble, and I, they needed help, but they couldn't ask, and I was going, and I'd asked for prayer, and Jen had messaged me and said, um, she talk, uh, messaged me about my authority, 
in that family role and how important that was. And so walking up to the situation, it was very frightening. And I had to do something I was afraid to do my whole life, you know, which was call the police on a loved one. But I knew that that was, because I had that word, I walked right into it with that confidence that that was what I was supposed to do. And that's what led to, you know, opening a door for healing. So that's been really, you know, so I just want to, I'm so thankful for all of you guys and just just highlights so much to me how much we all need each other like we really do <laughs> and um and then um and the other psalm the lord reminded me of was um psalm 107 and that's um that psalm was given to me by sam back in 2017 um excuse me she had a she had heard from the lord um and just given that to me on a note and and it was a psalm for our family and she said, um, and it wrote, she wrote, see the, see the flowering of it. And, uh, and that psalm is um, thanksgiving to the Lord for his great works of deliverance. And um, I see it. I see it. There's so much of it. I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but the one that really, the few verses that really I felt like were for today, starting in verse 17, fools because of their transgression and because of their self-will were afflicted their soul abhorred all manner of food and they drew near to the gates of death then they cried out to the lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses he sent his word and healed them he delivered them from their destructions oh that men would give thanks to the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing and so I just love that. And I could totally see, again, like holding on to the, um, the prophetic words that we get in those moments where it's just, hey, God gave me this note for you, you know? Like I've been holding on to that for five years now. And the, the, the words the Lord gave me for each of my loved ones in 2017, like I didn't know when I was getting those words and things, I was getting all these visions and I'm like, oh, this is so great, but I needed those words. Like he, he handed me this gift and he said, you're going to need this, like hang on to this, you know? And so when, you know, things are looking like life and death, I pull that gift out and I say, oh yeah, this is what's happening. Like, this is not what's happening. What I'm seeing and what people are telling me is not what's happening. This is what's happening. Like, I have the vision, and he gave it to me ahead, and he knew exactly what I would need at that moment, you know? Um, so that's been awesome, and it just gives, like, I just feel like he's been so gracious to me and us as a family to just give us this, like, amazing confidence and it just not always it's really easy to just revert to the flesh you know it's like that struggle but we're in process you know and so I just want to you know encourage everybody to just hang on to those prophetic words for loved ones and keep asking you know for more meaning and what the Lord is doing and then when the times do seem hard like just remember that he he knows you know he knows the future and we don't have to be afraid when things look dicey because that's the faith. You know, he's given us those gifts um, for a reason, given us those words for a reason. So, um, and then, uh, let's see, the other, um, yeah, the other, I guess the kind of just to wrap it up, um, the, 
the other big thing that I feel like the Lord has been so kindly doing is just increasing his government in my life so that, and I have to decrease mine. Like that is truly like with a path that um, he has, he has all of us on, I know, but this year it became really clear that, you know, I'm just like a wrecking ball when I lead myself around. I'm trying to hug people and I'm literally knocking them down with my self-will. And he's made that so, so clear and just the damage it does. And, you know, I'm so grateful to him for, for opening my eyes. Like his, it's just his love to, to show us this, you know, how we're hurting people. We don't even know what we think we're loving them, but we're hurting them. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just want to, um, I just want to pray for all of us, um, just, uh, in the year ahead, like, Lord, I just thank you that you have, um, you give us all testimonies that you, that you, you show up for each one of us, Lord. I thank you that you, um, that you are faithful and that you want to call us not just servants, but friends, and to do that, we must decrease and you must increase, Lord. So I just pray for um, this, my brothers and sisters here that we would continue to allow you to lead us, that we would continue to decrease, that we would continue to hold on to your prophetic promises that you've given us, that we would ask for more, Lord. I just ask that you would sharpen, um, have us all pull out our testimonies, Lord, even as we head into this new year, that we would sharpen them because they are how we overcome. Um, by, you know, we, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving me and this body a good testimony. It's just a miracle we're here again this year, <laughs> asking for more of you. And, um, yeah, I just thank you. I feel, um, I feel like, well, I better pray too. Um, so Lord, um, thank you for strength in our weakness. And so, um, I just pray, um, yeah, that, um, that we would see that you're enough, even, um, even in the midst of us all not being enough, and that it would be our joy um, and our peace in Jesus' name. Um, so I'm very unorganized this morning, so if I feel it, I might feel like I'm rambling and um, like pretty severe um, brain fog this morning. And so I'm like, Lord, I don't want to have a day like this today. And um, so it's right on par with my testimony. So here we go. Um, I would say I kind of gave my little title at the top of my paper, um, <laughs> and it says long. It says receiving. Should I change the channel on this? That was going to be annoying. It says receiving the comfort of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the midst of great discomfort. So that's kind of how I would summarize the last year has been um, uncomfortable. 
like sometimes you have a terrible year and but this it's been very uncomfortable um and and for t probably two dozen reasons i literally could name off the top of my head because i think about them so much <laughs> uh, it's probably it's, this is added to my discomfort and um and some of them are really private, a lot are not, um, but maybe you don't all know, like I've had um, some pretty um, like long-standing, um, very uncomfortable like physical things going on um, that have affected just kind of every part of my life, like stomach issues, and just go ahead and let your imagination go. Uh, it's not, <laughs> it's everything that, that that sounds like, and um, it's, it's been very disruptive to just my normal living, um, and, um, and, and then about, about six months ago, I just started having, like, really intense, like, um, just pain in my stomach, and kind of the answer was, like, don't eat, <laughs> And so um, a lot of, like, just physical discomfort, um, change in our routine, um, change in uh, Abriel, Abriel leaving and Tom and Sam leaving, like, some of the favorites and people that I talk to all the time and are my best friends um, left. Um, I don't have access to them. So really discomfort in... Um, fellowship and and you know just just like friendships and stuff i'm i'm winding down homeschooling and this thing that i've done like raising my kids and being a homeschool mom for i mean abriel's 20 20 years and it's that group of people that have been my friends and it has changed you know but you know all the homeschool mom friends like i'm not going to see them anymore daniel's almost done with school and and i that's, it's just a big one. Um, yeah, uh, just difficulties in relationships of Tom's getting ready to leave the job that he's had for literally the entire time, basically, that we've known one another. And he's not, it's uncomfortable. He's not going into anything next. We don't know where the Lord is taking us. And he's He's very purposefully being quiet to us about what is next. And he's telling us, don't try to figure out what's next. Just stop that thing. And I will tell you when it's time. And it's, um, do you see what I mean? Like, it's just very uncomfortable things. Um, can we go to Psalm 131, though? And I feel like this is what... what the Lord is teaching me. 130, Psalm 131, um, it's three whole verses. It says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And then he jumps, O oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And so what, um, what I'm experiencing um, in this, like, discomfort, and it really is kind of a just, I don't like that my kid's gone, but that's not an issue of sin or, you know, it's, 
it's just like I wish she was home all the way to like kind of the judgment um, of my own sin and, and repercussions even in my own body that are ongoing and just like wrestling that out with the Lord where you're like, I want to be healed. But, and he, but he's teasing out like deep rooted stuff, sin issues in my life. And, and it's going to take however long it's going to take. And I'm not worried it's going to go on forever, but I really dislike it. (laughs) Like, and it's just, do you ever, um, like seen, I've seen on Facebook before where somebody's like, we, like people with small kids, we were at this place and my child has lost this teddy bear and you can feel the desperation because they need that teddy bear back. Not one that is like it, that very one, because this kid is in love with it and so dependent on it and they're dying and they really want that one back. And it's, I feel that, I feel like this kid who's parents are trying to take pacifiers away and they're not happy and they can't sleep and it's it's just like this discomfort of I want I want this to stop I want this to change and the Lord is not allowing those things to happen and so here I am going like God how do I move forward because the the solutions that I'm presenting to you you're saying no you're saying not right now and uh, And here I am sitting in this discomfort. And what he's saying to me is, I always have an answer for your comfort. It doesn't mean that you like it or are willing to accept it, but I always come with an answer for your comfort. I'm your father. And um, in the psalmist right here, his, his soul is calm and quieted. Um, like a child that's just been fed and laying on their mother, and we all know what that looks like. It's perfect peace. But right before it, he is saying um, that he's laid his pride down. And so a lot of what the Lord is um, insisting in me is that I lay my pride down and receive the comfort that he is offering to me. Um, this month in December, we felt led to um, end the year fasting, but doing kind of a soaking fast, like just trying every day. And, and I definitely didn't get to every day, but at least half the days of the month where I intentionally like spent time, we call it soaking prayer. I don't know what other people call this or if they even have this practice. I guess like you're the first we did this first at, um, maybe at New City, but um, just being quiet with the Lord and listening to music that is true about him um, and about how, about us in him. Um, and, and so that has been um, just one of these really beautiful things where he's like, I just want you. I don't, I'm not reading my Bible. I mean, and this is, I don't know how other people do this, but it, this is what he told me. Don't try to move yourself forward. Don't try to read your Bible. Don't even journal. Just like lay there and receive from me. Um, and so I wouldn't say like I got this month any like huge revelation and I didn't memorize any scripture and I didn't, didn't really learn anything during that time, but um, I gave him my time in 
and I grew in awareness of his presence and, and his goodness um, and gave a rest from asking him and I think coming for a really intense season of me wanting to receive things from his hand and kind of giving that a rest and he's like, I mean, I just picture like that baby, like heart to heart on the mother's chest, just like put your heart next to mine and just like rest and don't worry about getting. Um, and I feel like that was probably exactly what I needed and I needed more of it. Um, and that was really, that was really difficult to do. Um, I'm going to go to James, um, chapter one. Um, verse two, it says, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials, um, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I was just reading, um, I have this like giant book of Tozer's books, like it's a number of his books all together, and um, I, was, I made it through an introduction and just into the beginning, and this idea of the perfection of our faith. And that, that we are being perfected in our faith. If you skip to verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Don't be deceived, my brethren, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Um, and so I think one of the things that I've just found in all of this kind of, you know, the dis <laughs> This God-orchestrated discomfort this year has been the temptation to, like, kind of wiggle out of it in, like, any way possible um, and to not have to, like, be in it and, and to find any way to um, get out of it. You know, if you've, like, pulled a muscle in your back really severely and then you can't sleep and you're just like, how can, what is this little perfect position that I possibly could get some rest and you just kind of can't. And then you find like this one place where you're like, okay, here I can breathe. Um, and, and the Lord is like, just kind of kept me in this place of um, not giving into temptation to try to get out of the discomfort. And he promises, um, he promises a crown of life. Um, actually to the church in Smyrna as well, the, um, the persecuted church, but also to those who will endure temptation. Um, and I just, I just felt like he was just showing me a lot about how I'm being tempted by my flesh to like get out of, get out of difficulties. Um, you know, when I'm lonely, what am I doing to like fill the void of loneliness? And like, it's, there's so many choices, um, and the least, um, 
the least desirable one in my mind just tends to be like, just let God be it. Um, and that's not right. And he's growing me out of it. He's growing all of us out of it to where he is like the, the choice, the first choice, um, the most desirable, that he would be the fairest among 10,000. If I had 10,000 people to talk to, he would be the one. Um, yeah, and just striving here, um, all of a sudden, I just, he just showed me, I was kind of thinking about um, just how, like, some days I just feel so dumb, like, my brain feels like it just got, its ability got turned down, and, like, I feel dumb in conversation, and he just, like, I, I don't feel like I was even talking to him, I was just thinking it, and all of a sudden, the Lord's voice just came in, and he's like, I always bend down to where you are to talk to you. He's like, my ways are so much higher than any other person. I mean, the, the universe, and I bend down to have a conversation that you can comprehend and that you can absorb and that you can engage in, and it's a miracle, and I love you so much, and I'm not worried about your brain not being a fraction of a percent a little bit better. Like, it's all... He doesn't call us dumb, but you know what I mean. Like, he's so much above us, and he bends down to us to talk to us. And I was like, oh, Lord, why? Why would I want to talk to anybody but you? You know? It was just so kind in that moment for him to say that to me. It was just so good. Can we go um, to Luke 4? just um, reading about the way that Jesus was tempted. It's so interesting. He's baptized, and then the Father says to him out loud, right, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. You're my son. When God says you're my son, like that's got huge implications. <laughs> this is my kid, and I'm happy in him. He's talking to him. You're my kid, and I'm happy in you. And Jesus, man, what a mysterious um, tension he was held in because he believed that by faith. He didn't, like, he, he took on humanity, which means he believed all of this by faith, which means he had the opportunity. It says he was tempted in every way that we were. It means that he was tempted to hear what God said about him and lay it down. And he made a humble choice to hold on to, I'm his son, and he's really pleased with me. And now, but it's so interesting to me um, that right after this, then he goes and has this huge 40-day trial in the desert. And you'd think that he would have that trial, and then God would be like, I'm pleased with you. You're my kid, and I'm pleased with you after. But he says it before. And that's got huge, like, whatever trial you're going through, the Lord isn't waiting, doing this thing to see how you do, to tell you that he loves you. 
it's because they are beloved children and that he's pleased in us that he kind of gives us this trial so that we can move forward with him. In chapter 4, it says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when it had un- they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And he was hungry. I mean, and this isn't that hard to connect with. He was hungry, and somebody's offering him bread, and it just seems like it would have been easy to justify that and been like, well, this was probably the Lord's provision, (laughs) you know? And so this is what I'm talking about, like these temptations to get out of these uncomfortable places um, in life. Like, where is the devil coming and offering you an alternative? Like, do, do we have the heart of God to be like, no. I trust that God will feed me, and I'm not, he didn't bring me here to die, but, and that is what I want, but I'm not taking that from your hands. I will wait for his hands to give it to me. Um, And then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you, and their glory for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered, and he said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and only, in him only you shall serve. Um, when Jesus ascends, uh, he, he rises from the de- uh, dead, and before he ascends, he says, All authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. And so all the authority does belong to him, but he's not going to take it Outside of the parameters of the Lord, he'll wait for God to give it to him. So that means, though, it, like, this was, these were very intentional. These were the things that were touching Jesus' heart in that moment, like after 40 days of not eating. Sorry. You know, what was his conversation with the Lord? It probably had to do with his authority. And he made a choice to believe my authority is given to me by God. I'm not worshiping something else to shortcut getting the authority that has been promised to me. I believe, you know, that, that my father will open doors that no, nobody can shut. And he'll shut doors that nobody can open and I'll wait on him. And then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it is, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And this is such a funny one because he wasn't in any danger. And then like, hey, let's create this. Um, this anxiety, I find myself getting into a lot of conflicts because I'm afraid of the conflict coming, so I will make it happen here so I can deal with it and pull other people into it. And that's what he was being tempted to, like this idea that someday you're going to be in some kind of danger and is God really going to show up are you really the, the you know, captain of heaven's armies? Is he really going to show up and like save you? 
This is what I got out of it anyway. <laughs> let's, let's rip that Band-Aid of worry off right now. You don't have to live in the worry. Let's just create that scenario right now so you can know what will happen instead of having to believe by faith. It's just like, Yeah, it, that's a very uncomfortable thing, especially because I know I create conflict with other people, maybe some of the people in this room, very likely, um, because I'm afraid of things happening in the future. And so I'm like, well, I, I don't think I do it on purpose, but it's like, let's just rip the Band-Aid off and just deal with it right now instead of impatience, like waiting on the Lord. And then it doesn't say it in Luke, but I wrote it down in Matthew. It does say, then the devil left him. He like resists the devil, the devil leaves him, and then the angels show up and minister to him. And so it's so funny that one of these is, are the angels really going to show up when you're in time of need? And then as soon as he resists them, here they are, like the Lord's tender, loving care, the comfort that, the, that God wanted to give Jesus in that moment, he divinely um, arranges for it to happen in a minute. I'm glad he waited. And I would like to learn to wait. And so all of the, uh, the accusation of the enemy that pushes the right buttons in my flesh to get me to move out of waiting on the Lord. Um, Hebrews 5 says some really important things. Go there. Hebrews 5, verses 5 through 10. This is just so amazing what it says about Jesus. It says, um, So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. And he also says in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, who in the day of his, of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you've become dull of hearing. Um, Jesus was the perfect son of God, but he was becoming perfected. It's like this weird, how do you hold on to fully God and fully man? He was perfect, and he was, but he let himself become perfected through, through suffering to learn obedience. And, and so he is our example, and he's called us to follow him. Um. Can we go back to Luke, Luke um, 2? Abe, I feel like, like five minutes. Um, the story of Jesus is born, and like 40 days later, they take him to be dedicated in the temple. And um, 
and because I, I, what, I guess the way I see it um, and the way the Lord is just telling me every time I'm just finding myself now in these positions of like, I am not comfortable, even if it's just literally like, God, I just hurt. My stomach just hurts. I'm so tired of saying it. And I'm sure my family's tired of hearing it and they're being so nice, but I, it's just true. Like I just am in pain right now and I don't, I don't want to get in the car and I really need to grocery shop. And, I, you know, it's just like this whininess. And, 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 and what I'm hearing is, can I console you? Do you want, can I pick you up? Can I, and so many, much of my answer is, well, you can pick me up. You can console me if you will give me what I want, which is to stop feeling bad. And, and what he's, he's, I'm slowly learning, okay, just let him pick you up and give him what you need and let him to be the decider of what you need instead of just telling him what you want. Um, and I will just say like, telling God that I want my stomach to not hurt is, um, it's very reasonable to me. And so I'm telling you, I'm struggling with this, but I am learning. And it's not the hardest thing. But it is physical, and it's very nagging. Um, But I loved Simeon. I was reading this again, and just, he was to be consoled and he was full of the Holy Spirit he was waiting for consolation but he was full of the waiting for consolation in the in the viewpoint and the power of the Holy Spirit he says behold there's a there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And I wonder how many years he had been waiting. Like, was it decades that he'd been watching for this? How many times? I mean, he could have just, man, you ever been waiting on the word of the Lord and then you just kind of make something up because you're like, surely God wouldn't have me wait this long. That, that person, that's the Christ. Like, there, was, there had to have been this t- temptation to say about somebody in that time, like, this is the Christ. I, you know, this kid could be the one. And he didn't give in to the temptation of assigning that until he really heard the Holy Spirit say. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. Just on that, per- like, right at the right time, he came by the Spirit to, into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took up in his arms and blessed God. He took him up in the, his arms and he blessed God and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against us. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Um, If you had gone out and grabbed a thousand, even... um, the religious and brought them all um, before tiny baby Jesus and had this guy be like, this is, 
this is our salvation. They would have been like, that's not a salvation. That's a baby. And, um, and what the Lord was showing me about this was, um, I, I don't know what came into Simeon's imagination about what this would all look like, but it is clear that if your salvation is a baby, like there is a process, a long process that's going to have to unfold. And from the way he's talking about like, Lord, I can die now. Like it sounds like he's old and he's not going to see the whole thing all the way through. And he received the consolation of Israel by the baby beginning, like seeing the baby beginning. I mean, he's literally like not even two months old, the baby beginning of that, that salvation process. He's like, it's done. It's done for me. Because the Lord promised me this, that's enough for me. And I count God faithful. And then even obviously by the Holy Spirit, nobody, um, you know, the, this what he prophesies over him. Um, and he says, uh, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, the sword will pierce, he's saying to Mary, yes, the sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. It just doesn't even sound like the type of salvation, you know, that anybody would have wanted for Israel, like, like a present that you're like, okay, no, no, thank you. I will, I will give this back. <laughs> what else you got in there? <laughs> Anything better than this? But because he was full of the Holy Spirit, he could receive. This is what God said would, is the this, this salvation plan for Israel, is this. And he received it. Mary receives it. And then Anna comes in right at that same time, and she receives it. Um, and then it says um, at the end of verse 38, it says that she goes out and spoke of him to all those who were looking for redemption in Israel, which wasn't everybody, but it was some people, and she knew who they were, and she told them about Jesus. So this rumor of this baby is going out. Um, Abe, do you want to come up? So I feel like I went everywhere. I'm sorry. Um, if it doesn't, hopefully it made some sense um, what the Lord is just kind of doing in my heart. Um, he's really highlighting, um, but, but helping me, thankfully. <laughs> but he's highlighting, like, how um, I resist being content. Um, I'm, I'm very fussy, and I want things exactly like I want them um, in order to be content. I'm not easygoing. Um, and he's, he's changing me, though. Um, but there's, like, tears and snot involved. And, um, like, I know there's tears and snot for all of you, too. <laughs> like, there's so much tears. Um, I, saw, I saw a promise this year here. I saw um, a layer of oil in this place, like, thick, like, could kick it, you know, and like spray people in the face with it, and it was thick, and and it, um, and I think I had a moment where I'm like, Lord, that means like you got to bring a bunch of people here, and He's like, Why? No, I don't. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, so I'll just pray for us, Lord. Um, 
just thank you for uh, just um, the way you love us. Thank you for this place and people that um, like just incrementally being more um, free to be weak but true and and just growing up together as brothers and sisters and um, Lord for the just the snot and the tears that are coming as you transform us into you but there's promised joy um, we know it uh, we believe it God just help us in any of our unbelief um, Father we uh, I just ask keep us going forward keep us going forward until we shine um, until we shine, Lord, I pray um, in every discomfort this year. Um, that's what I feel like he's saying, like discomfort, this is important because discomfort is going to increase, but in every discomfort, God, that we would be willing to pick, be picked up by you and receive the comfort that you're offering. Lord, I just thank you, even, even in things that a year later, you're really showing me are my sin and I'm suffering unnecessarily. And yet I can look back and see you were still kind in it. You still even gave me comfort in the ramifications of my, my brokenness and my sin. So Lord, uh, just we just thank you for your hand of um, strength, but that it's meek and it's um, kind and it's it's compassionate to us in, in our weakness. Um, and just in light of how good and, and how loving you are, that we are so free to just keep going after you and to become like you. And so I'm asking for light hop in 2024, God, that we would we would feel freedom. And we would, just that oil would fill this place, God. In Jesus' name. So Abe's going to lead us, and um, I just feel like if there was anything um, that the Lord did, has been doing that you want to share with everyone, um, that we would just share um, our testimonies. that were released here literally one year ago today. Um, and this isn't everything, but this is part of it. God is going to tear down high places in the church in Israel in 2023. And 
Matthew 7. Just as COVID's changed, COVID changed the global landscape of thought and action in 2020, what occurs in 2023 will dramatically shift the way the world th- works and thinks. And the faithful church will see grace as what carried her through enduring the days. Living in grace means don't move or change yourself, but rather let God move or change you. Those who move themselves will move into exactly the wrong place at the wrong time. A mass exodus of the prayer and worship movement will occur in 2023 all over the world. Major prayer, worship, and prophetic ministries that were founded on man's strength will collapse in 2023. They'll no longer exist by 2024. Those prayer, worship, and prophetic ministries that exist through grace alone will flourish in 2023. And God had me prophesy that he was tearing down high places and that uh, the ministries we thought would lead us into the end times would actually, many of them would not exist. And I, I can say that God has been very faithful to me in this word. I can see it. I can experience it. But there was a second part of this word, and it was that in 2024, the unity that had happened under the ground would start to bear fruit. And you'd start to see it above ground, that people would connect to God underground all over the world in 2023. They'd feel separate from many other people that relationships would be strained was part of what was said here and I want to tell you 2024 is going to be a year that is unbelievably good it's going to be hard for many people it will be discomfort but for many people it will be the consolation of all this trouble and I feel like the Lord would have us set our eyes on the things above to put our hope and things that are lovely, of good report, to cast off anxiety, to actually make war on anxiety. I feel like I was asking for the last two weeks that God would touch my time and touch my money. I've said it in several prayer meetings in this room. And when that I got hit by a deer a few days ago, and when that deer hit me, I knew it was the Lord. It was like I saw it as it was happening. I've never had so much joy in something happening to me like that ever because he answered my prayer. He touched my time and he touched my money. And I've been asking him to do that real specifically. And I know that that means he's going to deliver me from something inside of my heart that hates when things are out of control with my time and my money. So Lord, I just praise you and thank you that you are faithful to shake things when we ask you to shake them, that you're faithful, Lord, to, to, to change us, to do exactly what you did with Yeshua that you're faithful to perfect us in trials and struggles. So what I'm asking, would you give us a view? He told me uh, about midway through the year, he said, you've always been cast as the doom and gloom preacher. He said, you're going to be the glory preacher when everyone else is reacting to doom and gloom. You're going to be the glory preacher. So I just declare to you, there is glory coming in 2024. It's good. It is good what is coming. He's getting a pure and spotless bride right now, and he's going to glorify himself in her.
it doesn't look like what I've been asking for, um, that I totally regard that vine shading my head because city that I didn't want to come to in the first place. Um, and then I accuse you of not actually changing anything. Or actually, you've, you've changed a whole lot. You just haven't moved me out of where you want me. Um, so I just want to confess that you have actually blessed me in situations I wanted out of to the point where those situations are so different than what I wanted to get out of in the first place. Um, just very short-sighted, Lord. I just want to declare you good, and I want to um, want to love the comforts you give in wisdom and truth instead of the fake comforts I long for in my flesh. ever been um, and different from a lot of other people I feel like the Lord is really um, judging me and chastening me in increase and not in lack I've had a really good year um, in the flesh and I've had it's been really hard in my spirit because I'm getting a lot of things that I thought I had to be better to get. Um, and I feel like the recurring theme of what the Lord has been saying to me in all of this is, um, are you ready to stop thinking that everything is hanging on you? Are you ready to stop thinking that every bad thing is your fault because you're bad and that every good thing you did because you're good? Are you ready to just see that I'm in everything is what the Lord is saying. Are you ready to see that everything that happens in your life is for your good, and it's not because you are good, it's because I'm good, is what the Lord is saying to me. So God, I just thank you. Um, I thank you that you are God when I'm at my lowest, and I thank you that you are God when I'm at my highest. And I just ask um, that in my heart, Lord, specifically, that you would exalt every valley, and you would bring low every mountain. In Jesus' name. It's not 
I needed him, and boy, did he. <laughs> um, so, I mean, most of you know what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, he really put me through the ringer. <laughs> and he showed me all the places where I tried to deal with stuff, and I tried to fix it, and I tried to muscle through, and now it just makes it worse. <laughs> and he was so good to show me to just let go of it all. To let go of all the places where I try to keep myself from getting hurt and hurt myself more. And just to let him carry me. And, and you know, I didn't do it perfectly. But every time I stepped into that, every time he brought me back to that, refresh me in joy and strength just show me that all of the things that I can't deal with on my own all the things that I couldn't fix didn't matter however I felt didn't matter because he was good are just always so cloudy but 
when I take that time to be still, to just soak in the presence of the Lord, it's just something I really need right now because just in the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years progressively have been really hard on me mentally. It's just taking its toll, I feel like, on my mind. and So to have these moments of clarity in the Lord have been very precious to me. And I just pray, continuing into the new year and forward, Lord, I pray to continue to have those times of, times of soaking with you and have that clarity, that that would spread out into the rest of my life to open my mind and heart again because it's become so closed off and so cloudy and at times it's been pretty scary and yet I just have to admit that so Lord I lean into you to open my heart and mind this new year I repent for just for being scared and not leaning into you Lord Help me to reach out, Lord, to you. It's just through music, through prayer, to lift this fog in my mind, to break off this fear in my heart and this shame. I just give that to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Message the Lord gave me right before um, worship ended, and I have at least learned from my kids when a build's going on, you're not trying to run up and <laughs> grab the microphone. So I did not because I could hear it going up. But um, I asked him if it if it still fit. If it still fit, could I say it after? And it still fits. So. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. 
For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. I think this is the, um, the truth of all of these testimonies that we're hearing this year, all of our testimonies are about broken, battered people carrying the aroma of Christ, carrying forward the aroma of Christ. And um, it's funny because sitting here, I, I felt like I was here all year knowing that my my body wasn't <laughs> really here all year. But... Um, but we were all carrying these things together still. Um, and Jen, I'm just really glad that you gave us this time of soaking. I think it was huge um, for Tom and I. It meant a lot and so much so that we are going to continue doing it because um, it's valuable. And um, what... What I feel like God wanted me to testify to is there, there is this undercurrent right now with, I think, people that a lot of us respect online, and, and some of you might be aware of it or not aware of it, but um, there's this undercurrent that nobody, nobody does Joel 2, that there's no congregation who's preaching Joel 2 and there's no one doing Joel 2, but um, it's not true. You've been doing Joel 2 all y'all for a long time. Uh, we won't ever stop, right? There's more to Joel too. There's more to that repentance. There's more to that gathering that, that it won't ever be done, I don't think. Um, maybe after the thousand years. I don't, I don't know how that'll all work, but, but you've, you've walked into it. Some of you have put on sackcloth. Um, some of you have have cried and cried in repentance. Um, some of you have mourned with those who mourn. Like um, we've wept between the porch and the altar. So, so where where the enemy? That it's not even it's not even this person that's trying to take it away from us. It, it's he he doesn't know because he he hasn't had it. That's okay. We have. So don't. This is what the Spirit is saying. Don't let the, the, that Satan, I, I, I think it's him, because that's the end time promise. Don't let him take away from you what you have been doing, what has been growing out, what you've been carrying around in your bodies, but just keep going forward with it unto the joy that Tom's talking about. Because I, I do see, while I see... Um, the really hard things that are coming up. I do see the joy set before us more and more this year. I see the joy set before us and it's set before each one of us. There is great glory and it's not just on the horizon. You're in it. 
you're in it. Because your bodies are broken, because your hearts are broken, you are in the glory with Jesus. He saw in the garden you and me going through that. So um, I guess that's my testimony before you today is not... Let's die because Sunday's coming. Sunday's here. Sunday's here. You've done Joel 2. You are doing Joel 2. You won't give it up. But there is a reward for that. And it, and it doesn't matter how many people are participating with that reward. Your light will catch, it will catch another, and it will matter to your family. And it will matter to those people who broke your heart. Those people who had your heart in their hand and they broke it. It will matter to them eventually too. Um, I don't know why he just said that, but he did. <laughs> so for someone, so I just, I'll, I'll reiterate this. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. All things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. In Jesus' name. crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. God, I just thank you um, for how clear your word is sometimes, Lord. Um, and I just ask that I wouldn't dull it. Um, I ask that I wouldn't, um, I ask that I wouldn't think that because um, I eat pork or don't, or because I work on Saturdays, I ask that I wouldn't think that I am free of this trap that all humans fall into of trying to gain righteousness by the law. Um, God, I just ask that you would keep reminding me that all of my righteousness is filthy rags 
except the righteousness that's in me because of nothing that I did, but because of Jesus. Um, and I just ask that I would stop um, playing around with it like it's not a big thing, Lord. That I would stop, that I would stop my legalism in my heart, Lord. Not even to everybody else, but just the legalism that I have for myself in my heart. That I would stop that because you don't say if righteousness comes through the law, um, you're just you're very clear, Lord, that when I act as though I can somehow attain righteousness in and of myself, that I'm also acting as though Jesus didn't need to come and die for me, but I know that He did. So, God, I just ask. Um, that you would just keep reminding me that I have been crucified with Jesus. And it's not through anything that I did except for saying yes to the call. I just ask that you would humble me and keep leading me out of my leadership. In Jesus' name. Let your righteousness to say that it's been really good 
And um, because he's been faithful, he's been showing me my own presumptuousness um, in that, and that he's he's actually done a greater thing than I could have ever imagined um, by letting go of my device. Actually, yeah, my own device. Um, and so I'm just going to read what he is drawing me to. Who can understand his ears? Cleanse me from my secret faults and keep your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and shall be innocent of great transgression. So, Lord, I just thank you that um, um, you you promise us this um, blamelessness, but we just need to leave our presumptuousness at your feet. I thank you for the blessing and curse of technology. Um, and um, I just pray that you would um, continue to work in our hearts, that we would just ask you and, and be content with your answer. In Jesus' name. my breath, you're my life. 